So leadership development and uh, us being intentional about developing leaders in Duncanville, when you look at uh, the number of principals that we have in Duncanville, several of them have come through our pipeline of leadership. And I'm curious if you have any thoughts about how you see that helping them to have success sooner rather than later in their transition in leadership. So as our principals, some of our principals have matriculated up through the pipeline, you notice immediately that they are very well versed in who we are in Duncanville. So they can talk to you about the PAC, but they also model through their actions what professionalism, accountability, and communication looks like. And they also know our systems and processes. Um, And so we talk a lot about, you know, what got you in the job what got you to the seat may not keep you in the new seat, but you see that they have a strong foundation. So from there, as we work through those princ- with those principles through differentiated support, we adjust, the chiefs of schools and I may adjust our coaching model with them, right? So we may not spend so much time on the what, our focus with those leaders are on the how. So we spend more time with them on campus, in the work, seeing the work, um, and making sure we're executing. Whereas people who come to us maybe from outside the organization, we spend a little bit more time building that foundation of who are we in Duncanville and what do we stand for. Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Smith, and I'm superintendent of Duncanville ISD. And this is my podcast, Super Intentional. I am absolutely excited today uh, to have a very special guest with me. You know, we always talk about in Duncanville that everything rises or falls based on the leader and based on leadership. And I actually really, really do believe that. And I've seen that play out in so many areas in my life and in my professional life, but also uh, in my uh, personal life. Uh, I'm excited today to have one of the top leaders in Duncanville ISD, Dr. Jaretha Jordan. She's our chief academic officer here in Duncanville. And today we're going to be talking about such an important topic, leadership development. Developing leaders is crucial. Dr. Jordan, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk with you today. Uh, As I was preparing to come in and have this discussion about leadership development, I thought about my own career when I started out as a leader and not really having someone there to guide me, to help me to really understand some of the nuances that it takes to be important in leadership. And I was just fortunate that somehow, some way, I felt like I was able to just get it. But today, when we think about leadership development, so many of our leaders, uh, they struggle in that transition of being successful in the position that they are currently in and translating that success to the next level of leadership. In your experience, have uh, you have have you had opportunities to see that play out in your own career and uh, maybe in others that you have been uh, responsible for leading? You know, I think similar to you um, growing up in leadership, I'm not quite sure that I had someone that just took me underneath their wing. So you had to just get in, productive struggle, kind of figure it out, right? Um, And then as I've matriculated up, 
um, through leadership, I've realized that's probably not the best way if we can equip and prepare people in advance to remove some of that productive struggle, I think we will see the um, longevity of leadership increase. Um, and so it's really just shifting your focus from throwing people in and letting them figure it out, almost like a baby, just dropping them in into the water and letting them figure out how to swim. It's building a strong system around them to where there is some productive struggling, but it's also um, something su- service and support available for them. So as the chief academic officer, um, we know that everything rises and falls on leadership. And so in order for students to achieve, we have to have strong leaders um, every day showing up for students. And so it's building that system of support around them. So let's talk about that system of support, because it's so critical. When we think about a system of support, some organizations, um, you know, we all have good intentions. We want to develop our leaders. But then there's the job that just begins to come become center point in what we're all trying to do. And while our heart and our intention is to develop our leaders and we have a few things in place, it's different when there is a very systematic, intentional approach. We've tried to make a, a high priority on developing leaders in Duncanville. What, like, what do you think are the keys to being really intentional about leadership development versus just surface level? I think first and foremost, it's having a multifaceted leadership development plan. Um, there's training. There are things that we're just required to know. So that's training. So building a training plan. There's professional development. I call that like a one-hit wonder. You go mm-hmm. into this one PD session and you walk out an expert. Um, And then three, professional learning. There are things that will take a series of time for you to be able to master and hone in on. And so here in Duncanville for leadership development, we try to build pathways around all three of those um, so that we can provide one, pull out professional development and learning and PD and training for the leaders. And then two, job embedded support. It's one thing for you to teach me in a beautiful building um, with no distractions and I have the time to listen and learn. Everyone's all in, right? They're like, that's the best idea ever. Yes, I'm on board. And then we go back and the day-to-day happens. So it's important for us to have support there on campus when they're in the trenches trying to transfer and implement the work. Now, you lead a very large department, one of the largest departments uh, and teams in Duncanville ISD. And the whole support and serve model is so critical but it requires exceptional leadership skills. Mm -hmm. And the thing about leadership is we understand there's that technical aspect of knowing or having knowledge in your particular area of expertise. Mm -hmm. But then there's this other process of getting things done through others, and that's leadership. Others that may or may not report to you, that may not be in your direct line of supervision, But the influence of other people is so critical in getting anything done. What are your thoughts about how you influence people, how you work with your team to be able to, for example, work with principals who they may or may not necessarily uh, be in direct line of supervision, but you have to work with them to get the work done? We're in the people business, right? And so leading a large division, we sometimes focus in on being experts in content, experts in our area. But people really don't care what we know until they know that we care. And so for us, it's important for us to differentiate between serve and support. So when we're going to help leaders, we're not going to take over. We're not going to put on our expert hat. We're not going to tell them what they need to do. We go to fill a need. 
Um, we go to serve, and we also go to just be a hand to be in the trenches with them. And that's important. And so for me, working with leaders um, on our team, it's building their leadership area of serve and support and not so much their content or department knowledge. They are all masterful at that. It's really just recognizing when people need help through actions, not necessarily words, and knowing how to intervene to keep people, the principals, or whoever still intact. At the yeah, end. yeah. That's important. A few years ago, we did a, a, a book study, and we talked about emotional intelligence. And that's such a critical skill for leaders to be able to have because everything you outline is so, is so right on point. But when you mention this is a people business, it is a people business. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people... Uh, are up some days, down some days, they're emotional other days. Uh, other people uh, think things are on fire when actually they're really not on fire. We talk about we talk about being the fire marshal versus the fireman or firewoman. So uh, those nuances always intrigue me about how do you become emotionally intelligent, emotionally strong, develop that emotional stamina that leaders need in order to be successful and move people? I think it's self-awareness. That's the number one, and it's the foundation. So think about how many people you interact with throughout the week, and someone walks by, and they're like, oh, that's Jaretha, and you're like, oh, that's just Jaretha, right? But I wonder if that person knows that people just kind of pass over them because that's just them. So maybe they're not self-aware that their emotions are not regulated. However, when you go in to support them, you have to support them where they are. It's not my job to regulate their emotions. It's not my job to tell them that what's on fire is not on fire for them. My job is just to accept them where they are and get them to where they need to be. Yeah. Um, and then teach them self-awareness in, in critical and crucial conversations um, in private. And that's really, that's like the culture, basically, is what you're touching on. That's yes. the, what like what HEB says, that was their secret sauce, the culture. Yes. And so while I think about others that come from outside the district, uh, it does take a moment sometimes to really embrace the culture of Duncanville. They may have some solid experiences from just some of the technical practices of being a principal or technical practices of being whatever their position is. But then there's that part where they have to embrace the culture. That piece is important because now you can begin to have impact in in influence or influential ways that's so critical for leadership. Yes, and I think that's why that differentiated leadership development support is so critical. So you have become a part of the team, principal team or leadership team, whether you came up through the system or you're coming in from the outside. We start big. So we have our district leadership team meetings once a month. Um, and that's where we're starting to focus on personal development, personal leadership development. Then we go to our principal meetings where we're really focused on the skills that our principals need to be successful in the seat. Then we go down one more layer into those instructional uh, support professional learning community meetings where we're really now focused in on execution. And then we have this job embedded coaching. So I think about um, some of our new principals last year. 
They came to us. They moved up from assistant principals to principals. So in principal meetings or in district leadership team meetings, they're able to really catch on really fast because this is who we are. This is how we do things. So our time to provide support to them is really in those smaller instructional PLC time and that job embedded. So it's funny because if you ask me, I'm thinking our newer principals who have been in our system are taking off really fast, right? right? They're doing really well. We think about them, our faces light up, and we're like, they're on it. They're on it because they already had that foundation. So when we go to spend time with them, developing them, it's almost immediately on execution, where some of the other principals, not that they're not great, they're doing a wonderful job. Their trajectory is just a little different. Right. They'll get there too, right? Um, and they're doing wonderful things. We're just now moving towards the execution because we spent so much time on their foundation. So when I think about like where our principles are, I know I'm seeing growth over time with the emphasis that we place on developing leaders. I think about our uh, leadership development program where we identify potential leaders and they go through a year of getting exposed to things that are so critical in their development. And, you know, as I think about developing other leaders, getting that exposure when you're not in the seat so that it gets you ready for when you are in the seat, I think that's a real important piece to, to growing and understanding what it's going to be like. I agree. It's one of the things that I really love about Duncanville. We're not only focused on the now. We're always several steps ahead. And so you're thinking about our Future Leaders Academy or our Inspiring Leadership Academy um, and making sure that we, number one, identify leaders who are next to be on deck, that we develop them through that differentiated support. Um, we support them wherever they are, so give them exposure ahead of time. I, I think, as an assistant principal, I want to become a principal. Let's give them some exposure to the principalship before it's a critical um, area that needs to be addressed. Let's see if they really want to become a principal. Um, and then after the support, we make sure that we place the people in the right places. And so um, being intentional from the very beginning to make sure that our future leaders are set up for success. Great. You know, I like looking at other organizations, even outside of public education, to see how they develop leaders. Because what we're talking about in terms of leadership development, that applies in any organization. If you have any responsibility of pulling people together to accomplish a task, the leader or leadership, that's so critical in getting the mission complete. So we had an opportunity recently to look at the HEB leadership development model. I was wondering if you could speak to that and maybe highlight some of the similarities that you saw in how an organization outside of public education places an emphasis on developing leaders and what we can learn from that. You know, when we first started to look at HEB just on paper, everything sounded great. It had um, the possibility of evoking emotion. They have a passion for people. So you're like, yes, I want that to be us. Um, they are driven through results, right? We're like, yes, that's us. Um, but once we removed the paper and we went to HEB, we also also saw that that was their culture. That was deeply rooted 
in their organization. Um, and so we talk about Duncanville people over processes, and yes. we focus a lot on that, um, on paper and then through our actions. And HEB has a passion for people. We walked into HEB, everyone was focused on the customer, right? Um, and that felt good. And so then as we continued to go through, we realized they analyze data and they use data to make decisions um, and to drive their decision-making efforts. That's what we do as well, right? Um, they have a training and support plan for leaders. Leaders um, have the opportunity to raise their hand and say, put me in, coach. I want to do this. We do that as well. And so it was first removing those mental models of this is a business, this is a grocery store. I'm not sure if we really can relate to them, um, but really just looking at who we are, we had a lot of connectors. Yeah, I like how they frame, you know, their secret sauce mm -hmm. is culture. And culture really is so important, how you go about doing your business in any organization. You know, some cultures are, are rigid and stiff and don't allow the freedom for leaders to really grow and develop. Some cultures is sink or swim. You just are thrust into a leadership role, and it's up to you to figure it out. We really try to create a culture, like you said, based on supporting and serving, especially, you know, these are difficult times in public education. And it is hard being in leadership positions, and it's not just about the knowledge and the expertise from a certain um, methodology or uh, instructional leadership or other technical skills that principals or leaders need to bring to the table. It is about the effective aspect of leadership and how you uh, implement that on a daily basis as a leader. I uh, have been impressed with just your ability to come into Duncanville and transition your leadership role and embrace the culture here. Uh, have there been any challenges or what has that journey been like for you as you analyze your own leadership skills and developing yourself and others around you? Thank you. I have to say, first and foremost, Duncanville makes it easy. Um, we, are, we are a family. And so you think about your family, um, you want to be your best for your family. You want to get it right for your family. And so coming into Duncanville, um, not really knowing the culture, not really knowing truly the system, I was able to be embraced by everyone in the organization and spent a lot of time listening and learning. Um, if you ask me naturally, I'm a doer, right? So I go into activating, but it was so critical. Um, you said to me, Jordan, these are great people. Listen, right? Um, before I even started. And so I heed it to that. And I was able to just really get a good understanding of who we are um, in Duncanville. And then from there, everyone has some little changes that they could make. But when you're with your family, you really start to invest in them first, right? So can I tell you what to do? Of course I can. But as a family member, I have to first think about integrity with you, dignity with you, and then really just growing your capacity. So as I transitioned in, it has been really focusing in on the people, having high standards, high expectations, but also taking care of our family. Yeah. Right? How, how do you balance having high expectations pushing people, holding people accountable, because that's a really important aspect of developing as a leader. There is an accountability for every leader. And how do you balance that, but also uh, giving people time to grow when we don't have time? 
you know, it's accepting where they are. I keep saying that, but not everyone's an A-team player. Um, some people come in and they have more gaps and deficits. As a leader, I have to first be aware of that, help them become aware, and then be patient. Um, greatness is not built overnight. Um, however, the what stays the what. So making sure that our students have, our leaders have, and our students can and will stays there. It's just being patient, but also allowing opportunities for success from wherever your journey starts at. Right. Um, so I love hard, right? We play hard, um, but we also lead hard. Absolutely. Leading hard is so, uh, it's such a challenge for leaders because we think about the people part and there's a lot of ebb and flow mm-hmm. uh, in the course of a school year, in the course of a semester and keeping people focused on the task at hand. You know, I often try to uh, have reflective moments so that I can make sure that I'm keeping my priorities focused on those main things. Uh, Are there any nuggets from a leadership standpoint, from a leadership development standpoint that you implement to help keep yourself focused as a leader so that you can deliver for everyone else that looks to you for leadership? So for me, I think one consistency is underrated. Um, for most people, when you see a consistent leader, I don't think people get like super excited and think, ooh, that's a very positive quality. But it's actually something that the organization and the culture needs. When there's constant turnover, constant change, you, have, you can't really get into your groove. So a nugget for me is remaining true to the outcome, right? If everyone knows the what, then when little things happen, turbulence comes in, we can adjust but we know where we're going. The end spot is still the end spot. The goal yeah. is the goal. And I think that's so important. Um, two, it's just regulating your emotions. You come in every day, things will not be perfect. Things may not go as planned, but winning the day is also something that I think other people see. How you respond, how you interact, um, how you behave is important when you're a leader. Um, so it's like the little Flintstone car. So right. things are happening, um, but you see like this, but my feet on the bottom, they're moving. Yes. But I don't need the people to see that my feet are frantically moving. So being emotionally intelligent is also important. And then last but not least, it's being reflective. Um, everything starts with me. I could spend my entire day telling you all the things that other people did not do. But at the end of the day, in order for the team to be successful, I have to be at my best. So providing time to allowing myself time to reflect is critical. So the idea of leadership development is absolutely important. Yes. And uh, we touched on this a little bit, but I want to make sure because all of us in public education are experiencing just how difficult it is, um, uh, whether it be dealing with some of the things that we don't have full control of at the state level uh, as it relates to maybe funding and having the adequate uh, funding that we need to meet the challenges that we have uh, in our school district and in school districts all across the state, or whether it be unfunded mandates or whether it be just the challenge of trying to find uh, great quality educators to work in public education today, we're still really uh, experiencing some of the lingering effects of COVID and, uh, you know, the mass exodus that we experienced shortly after COVID. So, so there are a lot of dynamics out there. None of them are things that we can't rise above, but tying in the leadership development, it, it, it doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. 
you have to be intentional about it. That's what I like about your leadership. That's what I like about the leadership that we place on developing others in Duncanville ISD. And we're going to continue to grow and get better uh, in our efforts to develop leaders and develop ourselves as leaders. So uh, I'm really excited about the future in terms of leadership development in Duncanville ISD. So many powerful, powerful nuggets of inspiration and encouragement and motivation that you have shared. I think for anyone that aspires to be a leader, for anyone that's um, in charge of developing leaders, the things that we touched on today are so critical. Uh, reflection, uh, being intentional about developing leaders, understanding some of the key components that should be a part of a leadership development program or having a system of leadership, and then just the people-first, process-second mindset, that we're in a people business, and in a people business, uh, you have to be able to get things done through others. That's what you are about as a leader in Duncanville and leading our curriculum and instruction department. That's what we want to embrace on a daily basis in Duncanville. And that's what this podcast is about, being super intentional about leadership and leadership development. So today, we hope that we have been able to share uh, and provide insight into how we approach leadership development and provide some uh, key information uh, ideas, thoughts that maybe others can utilize when they think about what they use and what they put in place to develop other leaders. So this is Dr. Mark Smith, and this is my podcast, Super Intentional, where in Duncanville, we believe that everything rises or falls based on the leader. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Super Intentional with Dr. Mark Smith. Go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening on audio platforms, be sure to subscribe and rate the episodes. Follow us on all social media platforms.